0: You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin.
1: January 13, 2024 is not just the date of Taiwan's presidential election. Seats for the Legislative Yuan will also be elected on that day. My guest on this episode of Talking Taiwan is Dr. Fan, the coordinator of the overseas William Lai, Lai Ching-de for President Committee.
0: Talk no no Oh, and
1: that was a clip from the road to 2024 by Ming Yu, one of the theme songs for the dpp presidential candidate lai chingde we talked about why he supported lai chingde and two grassroots efforts that are being organized to get out the vote for Lai Jingde and his vice presidential running mate, Mi Kim Shao. The DPP has had a history of coming up with creative, innovative, grassroots campaign tactics for its presidential candidates. Dr. Fan also shared his perspective on the other two presidential candidates and why the election for the legislative yuan is just as important as a presidential election. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Fan.
0: Thank you. Thank you for inviting me.
1: Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and how you came to be involved with caring about the political situation in Taiwan?
0: Yeah, I, I basically is trained as a physician, and I came to the United States, and I went to Columbia University to become a board-certified anesthesiologist. And I stayed there, teach five years, and then I went out to do private practice. I start to become very interested in what happened in Taiwan. A year after I come to the United States, because uh, I get to know what actually happened in Taiwan. And I was back in 1975,76-ish, and following that, there is a Kaohsiung incident, a huge suppression of the free expression happened.
1: The Kaohsiung incident that Dr. Fan referred to, also known as the Formosa incident, happened on December 10, 1979, when the staff of Formosa magazine organized a rally in Kaohsiung to commemorate International Human Rights Day, the peaceful rally ended with a police crackdown and people arrested were tried and sentenced to terms ranging from 12 years to life imprisonment.
0: And I get to meet with Chong uh, Tsai and Professor Pong Min Min. And more and more, I get involved more. And I understand at the moment, Taiwan does need help from us from United States, from the citizens that move out of Taiwan. So we start to meet with uh, congressmen, senators, uh, try to put pressure on them, Chiang Kai-shek, and then later on, Jiang Jingguo's government mm. to give people rights to assemble, rights to go back and forth, remove the blacklist, and so forth and so on. So that's how I get involved. And over the years, I get to know a lot of politicians in Taiwan. And through the exchange, uh, we under each other more. And it's obvious from where I sit in the United States, we see what's the, the best future for Taiwan. That is to maintain the current status quo to continue to develop to continue to get better, both economically and socially. But what happened is, uh, 1996, Li deng the first time Li deng run for president of Taiwan. It's almost 30 years, but throughout, throughout each election, presidential election, I mean, it feels like this is the last. If we don't win, something bad can happen to the future of Taiwan. This year, more so than than the previous ones, and many is because of uh, Xi Jinping, the president of China, uh, President Xi. Not only he extends his term, but also he gathers so much absolute power. The former Secretary of State, uh, under Trump, met with uh, Xi Jinping, and after the meeting. He came out. This is his work. Xi Jinping is worse than Hitler. Hitler of World War II. In that he has the same mind to conquer the neighbors, conquer the world. Yet he maintains more power, more might than Hitler at that time. So all this make it very important that this election... Taiwan should not fall into the hands of the parties that want to be friendly and even taught the way of China's desire. For instance, like um, the trade, which set up the uh, um, sunflower movement. For instance, like uh, they will allow the Chinese students to come to Taiwan, not, not only to study, but settle in takes the job away from the populations in Taiwan, such as shorten the military military time to from one year down to four months. All that points to what China really wants Taiwan to do.
1: Right. And it's also important to note that all of these things that you just mentioned were advocated by the Kuomintang. Correct right? Correct. During Ma ying
0: presidency or under Boling Tong. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Eight years of Ma Ying-jeou had uh, uh, killed Taiwan so close to China Had doing the Taiwan's economy. It's not just I say that if you compare the eight years under Ma ying and the eight years under Tsai Ing-wen, you will see the difference. How, how the stock market, how the economy, how the national GDP had improved under Tsai ing And especially, I don't know whether they are it or not, uh, the candidate of KMT abrogate, going back to the uh, uh, 9th, September 2nd uh, mutual agreement, which later on was modified by Xi Jinping as Oh, well, the 1992
1: consensus.
0: That's right. That, that's how it is called. Okay. Yeah. So all that make it very dangerous. Uh, so
1: you're saying that because China's using the 1992 consensus to say that's a basis for one China. That's correct. Meaning Taiwan's part of China. Yes.
0: Under Ma ying and also some of the KMTs, uh, their argument is, oh, we only mean that, uh, uh, 1992 consensus is for, for both sides to express each is a, represents China. But that's, that's not the case. That's not the case in the eyes of Xi Jinping.
1: Yeah, it's kind of complicated. They're saying that Taiwan and China have their own different interpretation of 1992 consensus. And that that's mutually accepted. But we know that's not true because China has their own specific interpretation of what 1992 consensus is. uh, Xi Jinping has said very clearly that Taiwan is to be unified with China.
0: Yeah, in Xi Jinping's term, it doesn't matter you call Taiwan Republic or China you call Taiwan Taiwan, it does not matter. You are all considered Taiwan independence. So so with that as a background, I think this juncture, it is important for everyone concerned to get involved, to make this fact known to the voters of Taiwan. And by taking this role as the coordinator of the Overseas William Lies Foundation, I know William Lai for years, and I also know Lee Kim Xiao for years. And what I want to say is, they are what you see. What they preach, they practice. From their past political involvement and what they have accomplished, both that Lai Chengde through his terms as the mayor of Tainan, Just to mention one thing, in his re-election bid, without setting up office for a re-election, he was re-elected for over 70% of the vote. As
1: Tainan mayor.
0: As Tainan mayor. As a mayor, your your electorate know you the best. And that's why I said that they are what you see, what you heard about them being clean, being hardworking, and with the love of Taiwan. It's all true. Same with uh, Mi Kim Xiao. I know her since her first term running as a, a representative of uh, overseas, the Chief Yen member. And later on, she spent so much time in Fabian. And not only that, even after her failure to be reelected, he continued to serve that remote country of Taiwan. And then later on she become uh the ambassador to United States. We have even more encountered. So this is a ticket. It's gonna lead Taiwan into more prosperity. This is a ticket uh will be certain to stay in the free world. It's going to be connected to United States, Japan, Korea, Philippines, Australia, and Western Europe, etc. So that is the guarantee, that is the protection that Taiwan needs to be a neighbor of vehicles, China. That's the reason I firmly believe if William Lai and Bikim Kim Hsiao are elected, Taiwan will be safer. There will be no war because China... Knowing Taiwan is so well positioned, Taiwan is prepared itself to protect itself. And the whole country sees is in agreement with this type of uh, approach. It will be much safer for Taiwan.
1: Do you want to make any comments on the other presidential candidates?
0: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know Dr. Cohen's personal.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I supported him in his first bid. I did not openly support him on the second bid, but I prefer him over the KMT candidate, even in the second term. But from this election, it's so apparently clear that he moves the spectrum from a very pro-Taiwan to a very pro-communist easily. Depends on who he wants to convince to get votes. Depends on whether he wants to combine with the blue camp to get votes from KMT. And with so insufficient experience in national affairs, I don't think he is ready. I don't think he is ready. This is in comparison to both uh, William Lai and Bikim Shao. One has been vice president, has been involved with the national security meetings, same with Mi Kim Shao. The other candidate, which is a KMT candidate, Ho uh, Hou Yi. The KMT as a group, they continue to support the legislative member in Nantou Ma, Wenjun Ma, who has been proven to have leaked national security information to the government of Korea in order to delay the development of the submarine in Taiwan. I cannot understand how can they continue to want to support a candidate like that. That's number one. And also, after uh, Mr. Zhao joined the vice presidential ticket, His policy to recognize the 1992 consensus with China, open, renew the trade and allow the Chinese citizen to take jobs away from Taiwanese.
1: They're just repeating what mine, (laughs) Joe. Have done. Advocated, right? And also
0: (laughs) reducing, reducing the the military training to four months from one year. All that show me they are not serious
1: mind Joe
0: 2.0 yeah about protecting <laughs> Taiwan so I, I think there's uh, it's quite important that uh, the voters especially the the younger generations recognize mm-hmm. the consequence in United States we we say vote has consequence who you vote what you vote is going to affect you mm-hmm. affect us so I I just uh, hope the voters, in Taiwan recognize this and vote carefully. And once they decide to vote for the ticket of Lai Chinda of uh, uh, William Lai and Kim Shao, they make sure they cast the vote and ask their friends and parents to vote the same.
1: Right. So I know that since you care so much about this effort, that there are Two main events that are going to be organized to encourage people to get out the vote, right? And so could you talk a little bit more about that? I heard that there was something being organized on December 13th, which is one month before the upcoming election in Taiwan on January 13th. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: That's correct. It boils down to how many votes that you can get to the voting booth. <coughs> so since there's only one month left, we are organizing an event which will be carried out uh, worldwide to December 13, 7 p.m. that we all going to make phone calls to Taiwan, to our relative, to our friends, to vote for this ticket and to make sure they come out and vote for it. So this is what this December 13th event is all about.
1: And now for a short break, Talking Taiwan is getting ready to take the show on the road back to Taiwan in January to cover Taiwan's presidential election and to interview some special guests while we're there. We're calling it the Talking Taiwan Election Tour. We plan to work with seasoned political commentator Courtney Donovan-Smith in Taichung. Courtney is a Taiwan News columnist and you may have seen him appear on Taiwan Plus News discussing developments in Taiwan's upcoming presidential election. Talking Taiwan is the longest running Taiwan related podcast and currently the only independently produced Taiwanese American English language podcast in the world that covers political news related to Taiwan. To produce the Talking Taiwan election tour, we're going to have to do some fundraising. And you can help us get this show on the road by making a contribution to our GoFundMe campaign or at TalkingTaiwan.com forward slash support. Any contributions right now will be doubled because we have a matching donor pledge for the first 5,000 we raise, which will be doubled to $10,000. We thank you for your support. You make what we do possible. Now back to the episode.
0: It's important not only that I shall take it win, but also It is important to have the legislative yen. Half of it will be on the side of Taiwan. I don't know if you recall, this is back in the days of 2005, 2006. Mm -hmm. The legislative yen is controlled by KMT. And back then, President Bush, the, the, the Bush Jr., agreed to sell submarine to Taiwan. Common people knows how important submarine is to Taiwan or protecting itself. And the KMT obstruct the vote, didn't even allow it to be discussed or voted in the general assembly. It just turned it down, shut it down in the subcommittee. Mm-hmm. If Lai show is elected, but do not have the majority, the same situation could happen again. And I don't think that's good for Taiwan.
1: Right, well, right now, the DPP does have the majority in the legislative yen, but why do why are you concerned that they might lose the majority?
0: Well, there are several seats uh, I'm talking about legislative yen seats mm-hmm. yes. uh, some of the members had retired for personal reasons, for health reasons mm-hmm. and as a majority, we have more people retired than you know, from, from the election in the United States, chances are you are more vulnerable. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's the main reason. But hopefully, this push by Lai Xiao can change the tide. And also, these, uh, in Taiwan, they have this uh, non-residential uh, legislative yen member, which is decided by the vote of the party. So in other words, okay. if you go to vote... You vote for president and vice president, and you vote for a legislative UN local member, and then you vote for a, uh, uh, a party. And that, that vote, the third vote, will decide how many member of the legislative UN you can get. Yeah. I see. So those are the three areas that need to be pushed. Yeah.
1: Right. So on January 13th, it's not just the presidential election, but legislative right. seats are going to be elected to. So that's important to know. Going back to what's happening on December 13th, how can people get involved with that? I, it, there is something being uh, organized locally in New York, right. like where people could physically meet. So if people are in New York and, are, and if there's any other places where people can physically meet to join this effort, can you tell me about that? How can people join?
0: Yeah, on December 13th, at 6pm, people in New Jersey, we are going to gather together at APA Hotel at Woodbridge, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the same place uh, we had the first party of fundraising back in July of this year.
1: Do people uh, need to register or is there some way that they can register for this or is it just you verbally saying that they can show up?
0: No, uh, they, they should register. If they had come to the party, they know who they should uh, register with. And okay. I, I urge whoever the people who listen to this should come to this event uh, to show your support. And we're going to simultaneously make calls to our friends, to our relatives in Taiwan to ask them to come out and vote.
1: And so also, but if people are not in New Jersey or New York and they want to participate, I think they can just do this on their own, right?
0: Correct. Correct. Do do this on your own. As a matter of fact, in New York, uh, there will be another event headed by by my co-organizer, Zhuang Zhenhui, uh, Timothy Zhuang.
1: I thought it would also be interesting to talk about grassroots tactics that are being used to try to get the the DPP presidential candidate elected. And I think the DPP has had a long history and um, experience of having to use creative ways to get their presidential candidates right, elected. Right. Because in the past, they were the opposition and really started from nothing with no no funding, and being the opposition. So I thought it'd be interesting to talk about what kind of tactics have been used in the past. I remember the first DPP presidential candidate, at Chen Shui-bian. Can you talk a little bit about like what kind of tactics were used and were they effective?
0: Yeah, um, during Chen Shui-bian's time, I think two things. He carried the same theme that he longed for mayor of Taipei. He tried to give people hope, and then one of the things that come to my mind the most is uh, at that time he had the head. It's mm-hmm. called PM Mao. That was quite popular, and then of course there are, there are other things. Yeah, and um, I think at that time, in terms of the amount of funding, there's no comparison at that time between
1: yeah. He was the very very first.
0: Yeah, right? the, yeah. between DPP versus KMT, KMT and. Un- that time it was under Li Denghui in Yan'an. KMT was the richest party back then. It was sanctioned by the law. So in terms of money, Chen Actually, did a job, had much less money, but he was able to finally win the first election.
1: Yeah, it was very interesting because there's a lot of merchandising. And like, right. I remember there was some, like, a cartoon avatar for Chen and his nickname is Bian. Ah, yeah. So there's a lot of play on that, and right. a lot of t shirts, and yeah, a lot of different merchandise.
0: During his second term, it was considered a, a lopsided election because. Mr. Dian and Mr. Song joined hand. But I think what had tilted it was there is a movement uh, called Hand in Hand to protect Taiwan mm-hmm. from the very northern part of Taiwan to the very south of Taiwan. And that had galvanized people to come out to vote and, and make it a fair election.
1: That was quite memorable. There was a human chain right. of people holding hands around the island to symbolize they wanted to protect Taiwan, and they picked two two eight, the February twenty eighth, as the day to Correct. Yeah. show this action. Yes, yeah, so it yeah. was quite memorable. Right.
0: And then later on, yes, many times uh, uh, with Tsai especially during the first term. Tsai Ing-wen it won three times. The first time was defeated and then uh, become a winner the second time and then the third time. And you you probably know more uh, what kind of uh, merchandise they have than us. The
1: most memorable one for Tsai was in 2011, When she was running for president, there was a piggy bank campaign launched to help collect donations from (laughs) her supporters.
0: I can only tell you more about this time.
1: I know that there's been this whole thing about the Team Taiwan. ¡Gunson! That was a clip of the Team Taiwan song by Shi Xi Da Xia and Wei Mai Zha. There has been right. some Team Taiwan videos and all like, that. Can you tell me a little bit more about that concept?
0: Yeah, we are the first group to have a news conference. But after we, was, we are certain there are no other candidates registered to run for the candidacy of uh, DPP. At the beginning, it's all based on generous contributors. So use that as a seed money, and we do a lot of activities, and we print t-shirts, we adopt the Team Taiwan, all the slogans. And this year, I'm most impressed with the slogan uh, coming out of the headquarters. First, the Team Taiwan, And then the met in Taiwan after Bi Kim Xiao joined the ticket, made in Taiwan. To me, that's very uh, ingenious.
1: The slogan made in Taiwan is a homophone of the Chinese characters for made in Taiwan, which in part comes from the characters that make up Bi Kim Xiao and Lai Qingde's names. And in Chinese means... Virtue Wins Taiwan.
0: And then you want to follow the the website, uh, the election website of Ryan Xiao. Let me see if I can pull up.
1: Dr. Fan showed me the website, Taiwan2024.tw, which has Team Taiwan merchandise, including apparel like jackets, T-shirts, and other items like a calendar and a map of Taiwan.
0: Yeah, and this... Although you cannot read the Chinese. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Tim Taiwan meaning support Taiwan. Oh, okay. It's it's from Tim Taiwan. Yeah. Tim. So they make Uh it Tim Taiwan. Yeah. So,
1: but in Chinese, it means support Taiwan.
0: Uh They set out to have website through this app. Mm -hmm. You can go in and donate with your credit card. Yeah, but you must have a zheng right? Of Taiwan,
1: Taiwan ID, yeah. Taiwan ID, okay,
0: right, yeah. right. So that you know, uh, whatever the amount of money you think you you can help, right, uh, help the cause, yeah.
1: Aside from the December thirteenth event, Dr. Fan told me about another event that's being planned on January eighth for supporters of the DPP candidate Li the
0: After this, on January 8th, we're going to gather most of the people who is going back to Taiwan to encourage both to come to Taiwan University International Hall. I think that's how it's called. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a, a press conference at 10 In in the morning and for the same purpose. Yeah, on the January 8th, uh, uh, the the concept was uh, every year we form groups uh, to go to different areas of Taiwan to help the candidate to spread the message and ask them to come out to vote. So I figure it makes sense. For all the group that's going back. Now, now that the group involves a group from East Coast, a group from West Coast. That's a bigger group.
1: You're talking about the East Coast and West Coast of the U.S.
0: Of U.S. I'm sorry. Ter-
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, just to clarify. Right,
0: right. And then, and then there is a, a third group organized by the, uh, uh World Taiwanese, um, association, I don't know how it's called, called Si Taifei. Yeah. So that's the third group. And then the fourth group is from Thailand, from Japan, from East Asia. And then fifth group is Europe, West Europe, East Europe in south america and as i was recently um alert there is a Hakka group together so i try to get all of them have a chance to meet each other and to show the talents taiwanese media that we are people who grew up in taiwan born in taiwan or care about taiwan but we have been overseas, and we come from different area, different areas of uh, professional areas, and different culture maybe. But we all treat Taiwan the same. Taiwan is the motherland of all of us. So I want to show that. So we are all together, and we we also like to invite some of the. Political candidates to join us, and together we would send out the message that our concern is for real. What I had expressed earlier, the view that I have regarding regarding the candidates of KMT and TPP, and want to let people know what we know about our own candidate. William Lai and Bikim Xiao and why why it is so crucial that everybody come out to vote. Vote has consequence. It determines your faith. So that's, that's the message we try to get across.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah, so that's quite powerful um, to gather a lot of the overseas Taiwanese voters who are going to make the effort to actually go back to Taiwan to vote on right. January 13th. So the point is to gather and, them on the 8th before. You know. Right.
0: And, and I, I would say, um, you know, I have friends who just work in Taiwan but has to come back to work and cannot go back to Taiwan to vote. Mm-hmm. It's okay. So long as you pick up the phone and call your friends, relatives, classmates, and tell them, tell them. If you persuade one boat, it's e- equivalent to you go back to vote. So even if you cannot go back to boat, please pick up the phone and call. Right,
1: right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't and it doesn't have to be December thirteenth. It could be from exactly. December thirteenth, any time up anytime to January thirteenth. 13th. 13th. This yeah. is
0: just just right. to, to let people know, make people aware that Yeah, this, there's this effort. Yeah. And, and the yeah. overseas Taiwanese have mm. this duty to, to pick up the phone and call. Yeah.
1: Has anything like this ever been done before? Like this idea to do like a call, a phone campaign?
0: Uh, it's in a smaller scale. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not okay. to this just extent. Just curious. Yeah. Just yeah, curious.
0: yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah. we were told if we care so much, the people on the other end will be touched we will be able to convince them.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a personal connection, one-on-one reaching out to people personally. And especially if each person that cares about Taiwan just reaches within their own personal circle, right, of their friends and relatives, it could be quite effective. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity.
1: So what are you waiting for? To support the Talking Taiwan election tour, visit TalkingTaiwan.com forward slash support or share this episode with a friend. Now it's time for you to show us some love, rate us on Spotify, or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Audible, leave us a review there. It helps others to discover Talking Taiwan. To learn more about any of the items mentioned in this episode, visit our website TalkingTaiwan.com. There will list any related links. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Taiwan. I'm your host, Felicia Lin.
0: Talking Taiwan is brought to you by Forumosa.com.